All right, all right, here we are yet again with another episode of English and Coffee. It's your wonderful host, Demian, and in today's episode, I need your help to decide the fate of three of the city's crudest offenders. Their crimes will be presented to you one by one and in no particular order, but all that is required of you is that you listen to their crimes and utilize your wise judgment and superior moral compass to either drop the charges or sentence them to one of the strictest rehabilitation programs known to man. The facility in which I am referring to is JDDI, which is short for Just Don't Do It, and it is located 230 million miles from Earth on the planet Mars. I also feel that at this time it should be noted that I am sipping on a large 24-ounce Colombian coffee with three packs of sugar, two French vanilla creamers, and one caramel macchiato creamer. Let's go ahead and take a customary sip. Oh, yeah. I would also like to ask that all judgments be held until every offender has been presented. Thank you in advance. So if there are no questions, we will begin. The first individual that I will present to you goes by the name of Sandy Bergenshaw. Miss Bergenshaw has been charged with three felony counts of talking loudly during a movie. The three movie theater victims, whose names will remain protected at this time due to them being minors, state that they were sitting directly behind Miss Bergenshaw and her five children during a recent viewing of Bambi. When out of nowhere, she took a phone call from her sister and started laughing loudly, which completely disrupted the harmony of the theater. The victims state that they tried to be patient and wait out the offender's phone call, but also expressed that her incessant cackling completely ruined their viewing experience and left them feeling like they wasted their entire Sunday afternoon. At this time, I am requesting that she be sent to JDDI for a period of no less than 10 months to learn how to sit quietly during a movie and understand that the world doesn't revolve around her and her telephone. The next offender on the chopping block is a man named Richard Nobles. Mr. Richard Nobles, where shall I even begin with him? Mr. Nobles is one of those guys that thinks that he can do any and everything like a modern day Superman, but in all actuality, he's no more capable of doing anything than the average Joe. Mr. Nobles is being charged with one felony count of overbooking his hair salon, which resulted in one woman losing her dignity and looking like a complete wreck for a period of one week. To put it short, Miss Reyes, the victim, states that she contacted Mr. Nobles via telephone for an appointment on Tuesday, December 5th at 1.30 p.m., to which he responded, Sure, come in on Thursday at 9 a.m. for your appointment. Miss Reyes expressed that she was initially happy with Mr. Noble's level of professionalism, but all of that quickly changed once Thursday morning rolled around. Miss Reyes stated that she arrived at the hair salon early, approximately 8.30 a.m., and instantly noticed a suspicious amount of cars lined up outside the building and also noticed at least five women sitting in chairs with bonnets when she entered the salon. Miss Reyes stated that when she told the receptionist that she was a few minutes early for her appointment, she was quickly prompted to wait in a chair outside of the building for Mr. Nobles until her appointment time. 
Miss Reyes, being the beautiful soul that she is, waited until 9.15 before going back inside of the salon to inquire about the start of her appointment, as well as to inform Mr. Nobles of her need to be at work by 10.30 a.m. And it was at this time that Mr. Nobles told her that he needed to finish up the five ladies in bonnets before starting on her hair, due to the fact that they needed to be ready for a baby shower at 3 p.m. Miss Reyes expressed that she reminded Mr. Nobles of the scheduled appointment time and even the fact that she arrived early to which he responded with the words, Oh, I'm sorry, you're just going to have to wait. You're just going to have to wait. Can you believe that? You're just going to have to wait is the reward that Miss Reyes gets for scheduling an appointment in advance and arriving early. Come on, Mr. Nobles. You have to be better than that. You know, I can't believe that people who run their businesses in that fashion are able to exist. I mean, does anyone here think that a customer should be penalized for the incompetence of their hairstylist? If you schedule someone, then you are aware that they will arrive at that time and you should prepare in advance for said appointment. It's just proper business etiquette. Although it would appear that Mr. Nobles was out the day the entire world reviewed the rules of basic decency. And it is for this reason that I am personally, personally requesting that Mr. Nobles be sent to JDDI for a period of no less than three years. And, and, I also want him to pay Miss Reyes $30,000 in damages due to her uneven hair and lowered self-esteem. Just look at her roots. It literally burns my eyes. I can't even imagine the horror that Miss Reyes' co-workers experienced when she walked into the office at 10.30 a.m. with her hair looking like a complete pigsty. The horror, the shock, the embarrassment, absolutely despicable. Now at this time, we will take a short recess before hearing the last case of the day. Okay, I know we're all tired and everyone is ready to go, but this last defender that I want to present before you has, I don't even know if I can find the words to verbalize how insane this situation is. The charges are just, hold on, I need to wet my throat a bit. <clears throat> okay, so Mrs. Wright Worth is a 46-year-old woman being charged today with three felony counts of walking a dog without a leash that resulted in the absolute destruction and devastation of a grandson's surprise birthday party. There were also several casualties involved with this case, including one tricycle, a garden gnome, and, oh my gosh, one chocolate birthday cake. If I'm a little choked up, it's just because of the photos that passerbys uploaded online. Dreadful. I mean, how do you even get chocolate birthday cake out of a plastic tire? There was literally cake frosting on the fence, on the side of the house, on the dog. I mean, fortunately, no one was in the backyard. But if they were, this would have been a completely different case. So my client... Ms. Crandall states that she contacted local police Monday morning to report a vicious teacup Pomeranian wreaking 
absolute havoc in her backyard. She stated that she was setting up her backyard for her grandson's surprise birthday party when Mrs. Wrightworth's evil dog slipped under a 10-inch gap in her fence and charged at her with the force of a raging bull. Miss Crandall stated that she almost broke a fingernail, opening her screen door to evade the charging canine. Crandall also asserted that only when she was back inside of her home with her feet planted firmly inside of her pink bunny slippers that she felt safe enough to summon local authorities. The police report states that a fearful and very shaken Miss Crandall contacted them via telephone to beg for assistance in removing the toothy critter from her yard and saving her grandson's birthday. Law enforcement responded swiftly by immediately dispatching a 13-man SWAT team to Miss Crandall's residence where they found Mrs. Wrightworth's 13-inch Pomeranian pup absolutely covered in chocolate with bits of cake scattered all over Miss Crandall's freshly cut lawn. The lead officer emphatically expressed in his report that this was the worst case of walking a dog without a leash that he's ever seen. He even mentioned that three of his best officers had to be airlifted to the state hospital for mental health evaluations due to the sheer horror that they were subjected to upon entering Miss Crandall's backyard. The report also contains several graphic photos, which I will describe due to their sensitive nature versus showing you today. Exhibit A, one birthday tricycle that Miss Crandall had gift wrapped for her grandson completely nipped to shreds. Additional photos also show several images of the bike's front plastic tire on the roof, absolutely covered in chocolate, and five teeny tiny punctures that make the wheel completely unusable. Exhibit B, one garden gnome soaked in Pomeranian drool and fur. And if I look closely at the photo, it is evident that one of the gnome's eyes is slightly discolored, more than likely due to the dog licking its eye to oblivion. Complete savagery. And finally, item C, the worst of the worst of the worst of these horrendous photos. Item C, one chocolate birthday cake, or what's left of the cake, absolutely annihilated. I've never seen a birthday cake in this bad of a shape in my entire life. So many bites, so much frosting. It looks as if it was lowered into a lagoon filled with a thousand bloodthirsty piranha taking tiny little bites over and over and over and over. Honestly, it almost doesn't even resemble a chocolate cake anymore. How is her grandson supposed to celebrate a birthday without a cake? What kind of monster allows their dog to destroy a child's birthday cake? I would also like to mention that Mrs. Wrightworth and her malevolent pooch are located at Jameson County Jail as we speak, awaiting extradition or release depending on your judgment. I recommend that both she and her pooch spend no less than eight years in JDDI where they will be forced to watch Airbud and Goof Troop 24 hours a day without a break until they learn why dogs should be on a leash. So now, now that you've heard all of the offender's charges, what is your verdict?
who will be sent to JDDI and who, if anyone, will go home. You can send your verdicts to English and Coffee Podcast at gmail.com. And with that, let's take that exit sip. And I will see you in the next one. I recommend that both she and her pooch spend no less than a sentence of eight years in JDDI where they will be forced to watch Airbud and Goof Troop 24 hours a day. <laughs> Mm. <laughs>